So this is the Making Things Better podcast, where we're tackling all things systems and design challenges in manufacturing. Today, we're all about training. We have Eric Martin from J Automation, who's been celebrating 20 years since founding his company, and myself, Michael Pacito, the CMO for J. And Eric, it's a great to be with you again. Yes, yeah, same here, Michael. Glad to be here, part of this. Awesome. So training, oftentimes training, it's a mandatory necessity. It's a necessary evil, if you will. And it's sometimes like that little brother of a project that the kind that your mom tells you, you have to kind of bring along with you with any project you do, but you'd really wanting to be doing anything else. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, it's a great question. Uh, I mean, tr training sometimes could really be looked upon as uh, uh, a, an extra to a project or or an expense that is, why are we doing this? But I, um, I believe, uh, I mean, believe it's important. I believe pretty much all the customers we deal with understand how important it is. Uh, but as you're saying, it, it sometimes gets um, thought of as at the end of the project or um, not the main part of the project. Um, but really, it is a very important part of a project to, to ensuring the not just the implementation of the training, uh, but the ongoing training uh, will be be used and updated and growing with the company. Yeah, training is very important. Uh, do you sometimes see that companies go wrong with training or what, what are some of the things that you see where companies maybe go astray and they're thinking about implementing a training procedure? Yeah, sometimes what we see isn't necessarily the, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, necessarily the non-importance of training, but sometimes the, the understanding is, is that everybody would actually know what I know um, from maybe a, a supervisor or another operator, um, which is I think a lot of us do that is, is we just assume everybody knows a good part of what we know. Uh, but when you do have a good training program uh, in place, this allows um, <clears throat> you to really train someone from scratch and, and as well realizing that, um, that everybody learns differently, that everybody's visual. Um, some people love to read and, and then go visual. Some people are completely visual uh, and there's more to it than that. Um, but the idea here is is um, taking the assumptions away and going by uh, good practices to ensuring that um, staff in your organization will be able to uh, understand the equipment. But as well, you know, changes over the years are going to take place. So uh, if you have the right media to re to take the uh, training, you can continually update that and then use that for your own training programs. So one size fits all kind of training programs are maybe not something that you would recommend? For sure. I mean, every organization's a, uh, a little bit different and, and it really depends too upon uh, um, where you're trying to take your organization. If you have a really small organization and the plan is not to grow it, you can probably operate in a little bit different than, than a larger facility with uh, tens to hundreds of people. Um, and as well with the um, the hiring and growing and changing that takes place in an organization, um, but but again, every every culture is just a little bit different. Um, um, to be able to to put out a training program, everybody needs to believe in in what you're doing and how you do it. Uh, so each one will probably have the same outcomes in terms of training people, but how you do it might be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And do you ever find that 
training programs, like you spend a lot of time developing some training programs. Uh, do you ever find that some people might not take the trainings that you try and implement very seriously? And do you maybe know what some of the root causes of that might be? Yeah, for, for sure. I mean, there can be, it, it happens. I mean, there's, there's a lot, there can be many root causes. Some of the things that come to mind might be busyness, you know, like a, a lot of people we're seeing in the industry are really busy. You know, a lot of people have uh, more on their plate than what they can complete in a day. Uh, so that's, that's one aspect. Another aspect might be, again, talking about the assumptions is that you just assume that the other person either was in that meeting or saw that operation or understands how I understand it. Um, so again, taking assumptions that everybody understands the same way um, can, can get us into trouble as well uh, in terms of not being able to get the throughput or the operating the equipment in the right way. Yeah, that busy factors so important, right? Because if you don't put the proper time and attention into something, is it because the training's failing because it's bad training or is it that it just wasn't implemented? Uh, does that then lead the question is how much training should you be taking on yourself? How much should you be relying on the suppliers of the, maybe the equipment that they're providing or is it kind of a mix of both? I believe it's a mix. I I, um, I really believe that uh, a, an organization, an end customer, should have a training program in place. You know, and how do how do we view training? How do we how do we record our training? How do we um, return to updating our training so that when you do bring new equipment in or new processes, whether you do that internally or whether you outsource for another uh, partner to bring in and deploy uh, a new system then the training program can can be aligned with how you do training and how you implement it so that it will uh, then be deployed in a way that uh, uh, works and it won't be it, it won't it won't be a, a surprise to your staff on how uh, the training's done um, because then the training uh, will be in alignment with what you've done in the past and it'll also hopefully if you if you do have good specifications in place then things like your your computer screens or your HMIs will match how you've been doing it in the plant because you have standards in place. So it makes training that much easier. Yeah, so talking about standards, I think that's something I've heard you talk a, a lot about is how the standards that you might've set up now or, or maybe even yesterday, or maybe not always the same today, um, how often do you kind of recommend updating your training protocols. Yeah, I um, it's it's very important. I, I think it should be part of uh, on a, a minimally a yearly basis that you're reviewing um, your your programs or your policies or your or your training programs and making sure. And to that point, depending on the size of your organization, that it probably be a good part to, that this would maybe even be a dedicated role that someone is uh, um, taking part of these because then that's their mandate to making sure that these are in place. You know, you might get, you might get a, a um, like for equipment that's put in place, you might have a, a machine that's running and one shift can get a certain amount of product out, then another shift gets another certain amount of product out, but you're wondering, okay, one shift gets out more than the other. Well, why is that? You know, is our training practices, is there something wrong with the machine? There's, there's various aspects, but, but one of the pieces of that puzzle is what is the, is the staff uh, actually utilizing the machine or equipment or process the way it was intended to do. And so if you have your training uh, program in place, 
um, you, the person could actually review and making sure that it actually is being rolled out, which then rolls back to the bottom line because that's that's money dollars in the uh, the organization that can be retrieved and used that's been budgeted for. And speaking of on budget side, is it actually possible to have too much training? Well, there's always something in extreme, of course. I mean, it's it's like having too much candy or too much chocolate, right? I mean, it's good stuff, I mean, uh, at least in my mind. But um, the, the idea behind um, training is, of course, uh, you, you, need to, you, need to, you need to have it match up to what your goals are. So if your goals are that your, your operators are going to actually operate the machine the way it was intended and your maintenance staff are going to maintain the equipment the way it was intended, then your training program should match these goals and being able to uh, have good feedback in place so that you can actually measure those goals. And of course, if you go overdo it, then that would actually be uh, done. Uh, and when you kind of come into either a plant and you're kind of trying to see what you know systems are already in place, what are the things you kind of look for to kind of gauge on where uh, a, a training program is or where they're at? Like, what are the things that you see or that maybe you don't see that might reveal that there might be a, a training problem? Yeah, no, the, I mean, some of the things that, I mean, when you walk into a new facility, you can tell about signage, you know, where, where stuff gets placed and there's, there's different standards out there in terms of how to, to run an organization. But typically you can look around in a facility and, and, and from the outside, you can <clears throat> see if there's signage and where things are stored. Um, <clears throat> and then when we're starting projects with companies, uh, those are some of the, the initial documentation that we're requesting is, is manuals and training programs to really get a good grasp. So you can get a good understanding of what the customer has by some of the documentation they have, the signage. And then, of course, as you go in further on the project and you're interviewing um, staff, you get, a, you get feedback on, on how the staff is using the equipment and, and how they're being trained. I mean, those are some questions that we do ask is, is how do they know they're, they're actually operating the equipment? And hopefully we're getting answers back. Well, that's how I was taught. And here it is in the, in the training program. Do you, do you see uh, some pushback from that? I mean, signage, it's, it's one of those things that we might even take for granted, right? You know, you see the signs like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know all that. I know all that. But to you, you kind of see that signage as even being a small detail that just reveals something bigger. And, and uh, again, it comes back to the assumptions is, is that, you know, I told that person once that it goes here, why should I have to tell them again? Uh, <laughs> you know, but more and more people come out and in visualization uh, is, is that if the less someone has to process, where does that go or, or where, where am I walking towards, the, um, the quicker and more efficient that things can be done. And as well, when you're evaluating things, it's not just signage, but signage being one of them is, is, a, is a way to um, show that, uh, that, hey, we walk through a process and you can check off going, hey, is the signage correct? Is, are all the bins that the products, if you're doing an assembly, are all the bins that have each of the parts, are they, are they viewed, are they labeled, are they accounted for to making whoever needs to go to those bins or areas uh, whether walking for a truck, whatever it may be, uh, are they being updated? So it's a continual process and it needs to be continually updated. But the driving part isn't just that you have signage. 
or that you have things labeled well or that you have nice training documentation. The whole idea behind it is, is that you are actually being efficient, that you're being predictable, right? The, the idea is, is that people understand uh, where things are going. You can predict what's being done. Therefore, um, the, the prediction of product coming out or whatever it is that you're doing in your organization, you can predict at the end of the day, I will be able to do this. And, and you can continually work on being more efficient. So yeah, if you're looking into your training, just trying to find, well, if these small things are out of place, then yeah, what else might be out of place if you're not, you know, following all of your procedures correctly. So another question that I've kind of been on my mind too is what do you think if you had kind of an ideal setup for the, an ideal training process or uh, uh, an ideal way to maybe implement a training program, what would that be? And do you think it's even possible to get a perfect training program? Yeah, and perfect perfect's a big high standard, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's not something to achieve. Um, I mean, e each organization has its own culture, right? Um, but the I would say similar to how we start out projects is is for your leadership team to sit down and uh, agree on what a training program would look like. You know, build a strategy, same way you would build a, a strategy around how you're going to automate your facility. Similarly, that you would have an, a strategy on how you're going to uh, train your staff. And then for your leadership team to, uh, um, to agree on this. You may want to have outside uh, um, help with this. There are, there are people out there that literally focus only on putting training programs together to, being, to helping organizations do this. But as you get it going, uh, it might, how you do it might look differently for each organization, but the outcome really is, is the same, uh, is, is being about being efficient and having those things in place. So each, again, each organization is going gonna, is gonna to look a little differently. Um, and how you go about doing is, is, is just start and, and start putting together a plan on how you would do this and, and probably appointing someone and depending on the size of your organization to being able to do this. Mm -hmm. You're mentioning things about, you know, hiring, like outsourcing training companies. Uh, a lot of times if you're, you would, you do some automation services for companies and you install in, in, in either some things in for them, you provide some of that training. And is that training enough usually to get people going that they might not need to get these third parties? Or do you still recommend, even if your supplier's giving you that training, that you should still seek that extra help to get your programs in place? Yeah, no, that that's a very interesting uh, um, question because the yes, you can rely upon your automation partner. Um, however, I, I still believe that your organization should have um, a, 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 st a strategy on how you train your staff. Um, the automation partner, or I mean, this is across the board with many. It's not just how you automate on the manufacturing floor. This is across across the board with various places. So even just the point on how you might get a new printer in or, or, or a new device in your office place, but how do you, how do you make sure that your staff know how to use it and be efficient with it, which is why you purchase the equipment. So I would say that a customer, a company really would want to have a training program place so that when you do work with a company such as ourselves, that we can understand your training program so that when we're developing uh, training documentation that we can actually help to 
uh, make sure that the documentation is done in a way that will fit within your training program. Or maybe even, you know, sometimes we can even offer advice on how to maybe even improve, but ultimately having your own program in place helps suppliers come in so that you can ask them at the beginning of the project, hey, I'm going to be looking for this, and hey, this is the format that I'm going to want to be in. Hey, this is the stages that I'm going to want to have training done in. Uh, it might be it might be partially through the projects at various points, uh, and then potentially even at the end or a follow up after a year's time to review all those things. So, in short, yes, I would say an organization should have a training program in place. Do you find that uh, you give a lot more value as a supplier when you kind of come into a facility and you, they have all of their training kind of already in place, and you're just fitting yourself into that? Uh, as opposed to trying to, you know, make something up on the on the spot. I agree. Yeah, I, we do. Um, one, it allows us to understand um, their organization. So when we come in and do working on strategy or working on redesigning a part of their process, it, it allows us to be even that more efficient because we have documentation that tells us how this equipment's running so that we're not trying to go dig for the information. And then when we're developing, um, we can either offer suggestions if we feel that it could be made better, uh, or if it's perfect, well, then we don't make changes. We develop training programs and materials that match their program so that they can take it from there and move forward and um, be able to uh, utilize the equipment. Because in essence, as, as we talk about making things better, as a process gets updated, or implemented, the next day another idea may come up for a change to that process. And you may do that internally. Well, the, your training program would need to be updated along with all your manuals and drawings, so on and so forth. But training is what we're talking about. That would need to be updated too. So for sure, you'll want to take uh, ownership as a custom, as, a, as a, an organization, take ownership of your training program so that you continually improve and update it. Yeah. That's really, that's really, really true. Um, when it comes to the maybe automating uh, or automation in your, is there any special training um, or any, any special training or some unique situations that people need to be aware of if you'd be implementing some automation and, or unique situations that uh, training would uh, solve? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, just the simplicity even around safety. Um, and how you lock out a machine or you know, lock out, tag out, um, knowing where everything is and having good signage up of, of where to do this. Um, so imp implementing, implementing the, uh, the training properly is, is going to keep one, you know, staff safe, uh, you know, as long as the, the program has been done properly. Um, the next thing would be is, is, is really at a place that, drives efficiencies in your in your organization i mean because honestly if if you if your training is not great or or done properly you know that can frustrate people you know i mean and then people lose um they, they basically lose uh, the interest in even looking at training but if the training's fresh and it actually gives results then i i I would presume that people would want to keep coming back. Yes, you know, we, we like the training because we can get results out of it and, um, and then people actually believe in it. But if, it, if, it's, if it's not fresh or if it doesn't actually pertain to what it really needs to do, then people don't really pay attention to it. 
when it comes to implementing some training for automation, for instance, uh, what are some things that are really important to, to get right uh, to make sure that you can get that staff buy-in? Short is, is get it right. <laughs> you want to, you want to get the training done right and, and, the matching in, but the, if, if, and the thing, meaning, I mean, we're a little uh, joking, but the idea is, is, is if, if you know the, the training produces results and, and the staff um, are perceived to allow feedback even on this for, for improvements, um, then you have people who are engaged. You know, people want to uh, really, yes, get the program in place. Yes, I want our staff um, to be trained properly because that means efficiencies. That means the organization can be profitable and, and survive and grow. Um, but if, if, if tr items such as the training aren't implemented properly or updated properly, then, you know, staff can become not engaged. They can be like, well, this doesn't really work well. It's just like the last one. It doesn't make any sense. You know, they ask us to do this, but that's not what the supplier told us to do. Um, the idea here is is that you want staff who um, really know that the information you're giving to them will apply and make their make their lives easier, better for themselves and of course for the organization. Getting training is really important, uh, but with everything that you do in a business, there comes with a cost with training. I've, I've seen numbers between saying you should have a 3% of your HR budget should go into training and 5%. Um, but how do you, you know, how do you try and keep those costs down? Yeah, that's a really, um, I like that question because it really dives into this aspect of, um, in my mind, like impact investing. And, and the part that I connect with on it is is more along the lines that sometimes in an organization, we can think only bottom line, hey, that's the cost. Um, but with the with training, I see it actually more as an investment if it's done properly. And the reason being <clears throat> is, is that I'm sure <clears throat> that in an organization where you've had manufacturing and throughput wasn't where it should be, or you come to find out that uh, machine or system wasn't being operated properly, all to come to find out is is that you didn't get the production out that you wanted to. And But if you had proper training in place and people actually understood how to use equipment <clears throat> and actually understood the way equipment should or processes should operate, it could actually save you from actually spending money that didn't need to be spent or getting more throughput um, than you normally would because your, your efficiencies are going to be driven up. So the idea of looking at it as an investment, it, it, it's, the, it's that same thing that we've talked about previously is, is that fear sometimes of putting money out. But when you actually take the steps forward and implement it properly, the investment back will, will, out, will, will cover the cost and more of putting something like this into place and being able to, again, drive efficiencies. But the really, some of the neat parts too, so if your staff actually understands how to use the equipment and drive efficiencies, they'll also understand when the equipment's not actually running the way it should be. 
therefore giving a good feedback loop, not just one operator out of say six, but all six operators if they're trained well, will all give feedback so that um, maintenance or operations can look at something, you're right, this isn't running to the optimum um, the way it should be and, and get it actually fixed or maintained or, or updated so that it can get back to there. But if they don't have the training to know how to do that, then that feedback is probably not going to happen. That's actually really interesting, right? Because if you come from a troubleshooting mind, you're thinking if you have a really good training program, you can almost eliminate some of where where are things going wrong, and then you can focus on on other things. But if your training is not up to snuff, then when problems arrive, you're saying that you kind of have to maybe that might that might cost you more trying to figure out is this a training thing or is this a, a, a some other issue. That's very true. I mean, for sure, a machine or a system that's been designed, if it, it should have good diagnostics so that it can point people in the right way. But if you have an anomaly or something that's coming up intermittent, if an operator recognizes that, then they can intelligently share that with your their supervisor or with maintenance. Um, but if they don't really understand the equipment, a lot of times you'll get answers back. I don't know. It just doesn't work, and so that doesn't that doesn't doesn't overly help. Or if 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 it continues too long, uh, a piece of equipment could actually be even more damaged. Can be damaged more if it's run uh, when it not shouldn't be, and it needs a little bit of maintenance done to it. So all that to say is is that um, training being an investment. I totally believe in that uh, to, to driving efficiencies. And then as well, your your staff actually see that you care and that the machines operated properly. But then you can also do metrics. And when we talked in other uh, talks about, about reporting, so you can do reporting on on uh, on how how equipment's running and how it's throughput, and share that share that with the staff so that they can be part of that whole life cycle of the of the of your operation, so that they it can feed back into again making things better. 